0: What's up, friends? It's Haley Hines, a.k.a. Bird, and you are tuning in to the Give 'Em the Bird podcast. This podcast is all about challenging what it means to be healthy and fit. It's about celebrating sustainable behavior change and non-scale victories. And most importantly, it's about giving the bird to the diet industry and societal expectations of body size. Why? Well, because at the end of the day, you have an entire life to live that does not require your body look a certain way. Thanks for tuning in. Now, let's 'em the bird. birdies. Welcome back to another episode of Given the Bird. I am coming to you live from my couch, looking outside. We are living in a snow globe right now. Oh, I'm loving it. It's halfway through the month of December and we're finally getting snow here in Ely, Iowa, and I'm jazzed. (laughs) Um, So yeah, we're coming up on the second half of December, which means we're nearing the end of the month which means that the New Year's craze will be starting here soon, my friends. (laughs) You know, New Year's resolutions are a funny thing. I think in the past few years, the craze around them has definitely died out a little bit, but it is still estimated that roughly 50% of Americans make New Year's resolutions, and some of the top resolutions that they make Are related to things that we talk about on this podcast. So things like exercising more or eating more healthfully or losing weight. (coughs) So I think New Year's resolutions are worth talking about on here. And I did a little poll on my Instagram the other day. And from it, I learned that about 60% of you, if you follow me on Instagram, say that you don't set New Year's resolutions. And I don't blame you. Why? Because studies have shown that less than 25% of people actually stay committed to their resolutions after just 30 days. So like by the end of January, only 25% of people are going to still be doing their resolu- working on their resolutions. Even worse than that, only about 8% of New Year's resolutions actually get accomplished. Whoa, that is low. That is a very low number. But when we think about the route we take towards our New Year's resolutions, it's really not that surprising that the success rate is so low. We set these unrealistic, unsustainable goals, and we do not have a reasonable plan to help us stick to them. I also think we put way too much pressure on ourselves to like, just do it or to be disciplined enough. Like I'm doing it for me. And we don't take nearly enough time factoring in the unavoidable barriers that are bound to pop up and throw us off course. And as someone who has studied behavior change and I've been working with people to change their behaviors for years, I say years, it's really been like five years, (laughs) which is multiple years, but I don't want it to sound like I've been doing this shit for 20 years. (laughs) Anyways, it drives me bonkers. Like New Year's resolutions, typical New Year's resolutions drive me bonkers when people try to achieve these things with no plan and they're so unsustainable and unrealistic There's no part of behavior change that works that way. Like it is very unlikely that we can just will ourselves to do something or want it enough. And just expecting ourselves to like quit something cold turkey or all of a sudden start all these new habits with no plan is literally a recipe for disaster. But like I always say, it is not our fault. It is not, as a consumer, it is not our fault that we have this mindset around New Year's resolutions. This is the route that the diet industry markets, especially around this time of the year, right? We'll start seeing advertisements for gyms that are focused around like rapid weight loss or these transformation challenges. Um, They'll promise results in 30 days or your money back. And they will make us sweat and breathe so fucking hard and do so much damn cardio that we are convinced (laughs) it is working, that it is worth it. Um, You know, all these fancy diets will be coming out to play. Our old friends from high school will be reaching out asking us to join their whole 30 challenge or you know one of the influencers we follow will start you know selling a 1200 calorie meal plan and no matter who you are we are vulnerable to this because the diet industry creates fear around fat and they prey on our emotions and our insecurities And i think that's why so many people are just kind of over new year's resolutions you know one we realize they don't work and two we're sick of being told we need to look different in order to be better so i feel you if you're somebody that's like anti-nyr anti new year's resis i get that i also though think that new year's resolutions they are just another goal and i don't mind goals in fact as a health coach i kind of like goals (laughs) it's like the basis for my work with people Mostly because I know that research in psychology and brain science proves there's benefits to goal setting, right? Goals provide us with direction. They kind of give us this little roadmap of where we're going. They can help boost our motivation because we know what we're working towards. They can provide us with a sense of clarity and decision-making because we can ask ourselves like, will this support my goal or not? And when we accomplish a goal, we feel a sense of personal satisfaction. And there's actually research that shows the levels of dopamine in our brain increase when we achieve a goal, which just makes us feel good about ourselves, right? Like literally, biologically, we feel better about ourselves when we achieve a goal. But again, when it comes to our like traditional routes of goal setting, we tend to be a little more ambitious than we are realistic, and that can get us into trouble. But bottom line I think it's okay to want to change your behaviors and habits. It's healthy too. I encourage people to think about like what shifts they can make to help them live a more healthy, happy life. And in order to grow, in order to change our behaviors, we do need goals. Goals are good, right? So I want to give you a few helpful nuggets that might be supportive, whether you're setting a New Year's resolution or you're just setting any goal at any other time of the year. And I think that it goes without saying that I really want to encourage you to think about how you can continue working towards like this anti-diet approach to your health. How can you continue working on body acceptance and body respect? You know, working towards intuitive eating and movement that truly you enjoy, not to punish yourself. Um, because obviously, if you're listening to this podcast, that's something you're interested in. And i think those things those goals are supportive and beneficial to literally everybody so as i go through these four pointers remember it's coming from an anti-diet body respect health at every size lens okay so i think a lot of times when we start thinking about our goals we like create this long list and then we make a goal out of each new behavior like we have these 10 different things we want to work on, but my God, is that overwhelming. So my first nugget of help is prioritize your list of goals. Um, I think there are two good ways that you can prioritize your list of goals. And for some people there might be like a very obvious goal that you're wanting to work towards. And if so, totally cool. But for those of us who maybe have more things that we're trying to achieve or accomplish or work on, I think prioritizing can be really helpful. So the first way we can prioritize is by asking ourselves, what is really important to me right now? Like looking at this list, which one stands out as being really important to me? You can also ask yourself, what goal on this list might be somewhat easier to accomplish compared to the others? Um, And I like picking out goals based on importance and ease, like how easy they are, because one, the more important something is to us, the more motivated we're going to be to work towards it or to achieve it. And then I also just like to get an easy win in. Um, accomplishing a goal, like, you know, not necessarily quickly, but not having a ton of complications in, com- in accomplishing it, that can boost our self efficacy and it just feels good. So that's my first tip prioritize your goals. Don't think you can do it all right off the bat. Number two. This one's so important. Start fucking small. And I mean small, homies. Like, if you want to move more in 2021, but you aren't currently active, please do not expect yourself to get to the gym five times per week, the first week of January. You might be able to do that for like a couple weeks, but eventually you're gonna get burnout and potentially injure yourself. And if you're doing too much too fast, again, it's a recipe for disaster. So I think it's best to just take it slow. Um, Instead of going five times per week, maybe you can aim for one to two times per week. Or better yet, you can start even smaller with like a daily walk on your lunch break. Or again, even smaller just by making what you're already doing more active. So if you are going to the grocery store, which a lot of us are doing, park in the back of the parking lot, right? Just spend a little extra time on your feet, um, if you have the option between an elevator and stairs, you can choose the stairs. And I, I like these ideas because it just makes it so that like we're prioritizing movement and movement's becoming something that we think about more, more easily, more naturally. But I do always like to caution people to be sure not to get carried away with this idea of making what you're already doing more active because next thing you know, You're, like, doing calf raises in the shower and lunges while you're brushing your teeth. And I think it can be a little bit obsessive. So no matter how you move more, just remind yourself that you're doing it as a way to honor your body, not as a way to, you know, move every second of every day of your life. Which kind of brings us to point number three, which is check your motivation. Understanding our motivation to doing something, I think, is really key to one, knowing whether or not we're gonna be more likely to do it, and two, knowing whether or not we're going to actually enjoy the freaking process of achieving it. So motivation can either be like intrinsic or extrinsic. If we're intrinsically motivated to do something, our behavior is motivated by like some sort of internal desire to do something kind of for its own sake. So for example, if we wanna exercise more, if we're intrinsically motivated to exercise more, it might be because it helps us feel better and it relieves stress or it helps us manage our anxiety. Um, So intrinsic motivation, it's like internal. We're doing something for its own sake because um, we truly want to be doing it. On the other hand, if we're extrinsically motivated to do something, our behavior is motivated by an external factor pushing us to do something In hopes of maybe earning a reward or um, avoiding like a less than favorable or positive outcome so we're either trying to earn some sort of external reward or avoid something so with the example of exercise again if we're intrinsically motivated we're doing it to feel better if we're extrinsically motivated to exercise we might be exercising to lose weight or avoid weight gain and these extrinsic or external motivators Are actually coming from somewhere or someone else so we might want to you know lose weight or avoid weight gain so our partner likes us more or we want to lose weight so we're more likely to get a job or it could even be that we want to lose weight or avoid weight gain to be more accepted by society like we're wanting to lose weight to please our partner to please our future employer to um, please you know society as a whole not to please ourselves So you can probably get that it's ideal to be intrinsically motivated, right? Like we want to be doing something because we truly want to be doing it. So a good way to determine your motivation for a goal is to ask, you know, what is it about this goal that makes me want to achieve it? Why is this goal important to me? And I really encourage you to kind of dig deep with this point because I think a lot of times when I talk to people about their motivation, initially they'll say or think like, yeah, I'm doing this for me. Um, Not for somebody else. But the more we actually take time to, you know, get to the source of that motivation, which sometimes can take some envisioning or like deeper questioning, it is super common for health related or like happiness related goals to actually be rooted in diet culture or fat phobia. And again, that is extrinsic motivation, and that is just icky. So really take time to uncover the motivation behind your goals and get really curious um, about your motivation and do what you can to make sure that the goal is being motivated internally or intrinsically, not by something outside of you or an external force or factor. Okay, so last but not least, number four, expect setbacks. Plan for setbacks. Life does not happen in a vacuum. Shit's going to happen that throws you off course, that puts you on the bench. That's okay. That is life. But I think a lot of times when we're working on our goals, we don't think about these barriers that are going to pop up because we are so focused on like, I want this bad enough. I will make it happen. And that mentality is not a good mentality to have. Like it's not real and it's not reasonable for most people. So when you're prioritizing your list, when you're setting your small goals, when you're determining your motivation and making sure that it's intrinsic, also ask yourself, what might pop up that would make it difficult to achieve this goal? What barriers would get in the way of me taking a walk on my lunch break every day or reading before bed every night or having a Zoom date with my besties each week? And when those things happen, when those barriers pop up, how am I gonna handle them? By asking yourselves these questions, We're thinking ahead to potential barriers and then we're brainstorming strategies that we could potentially employ to help overcome those barriers. So yeah, maybe you can overcome the barrier that pops up or maybe that barrier overcomes the shit out of you (laughs) and you have a week or so when you can't work towards your goal, you have to skip the Zoom day or work through your lunch break or whatever it is. That is okay. It happens but at least if you've somewhat thought it through, you'll feel a little bit more comfortable when it happens. Because it will. Trust me, it will happen. <laughs> so those four tips, prioritize your goals, set smallest shit goals, <laughs> check in to make sure you are intrinsically motivated, and plan for roadblocks. Those four factors are some of the factors that I think traditional ways of working towards goals and creating New Year's resolutions leave out. And that's why we fall short. We feel like we fail, but really it's just the system that's failing because it's not properly set up to work. It's not sustainable. So whether you're into making New Year's resolutions or not, remember that goals are helpful. There are benefits to creating goals, but we just have to make sure that they're realistic, that they're sustainable, and that we're doing them for ourselves, not to please someone else or to please society as a whole. And one last tip before I let you guys go, please, 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 consider taking this anti-diet, health at every size, body respect, body acceptance vibe into the new fucking year. As always, thank you so damn much for listening to this podcast, for supporting this podcast. I love learning and growing and talking with you all. I hope you all have a safe and happy holiday, whatever holiday you may be celebrating at this time of the year. I'll see you back in a couple weeks for another episode. But in the meantime, go give them the bird.